This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. You're listening to Roseanne from Community Waikato, and I have with me in the studio today uh, Karen Stockman. Morina. And our guest, I suppose, today, our newest member of our Community Waikato team, our Kaifakariti, we have Tokanu Thompson. Tenatate. Tēnā to you too. Yeah, so look, what we thought we are going to do today, listeners, is to introduce Tokano to you all and yeah, just have a good little chat about him and uh, sort of his new role and also, yeah, just a little bit more of a getting to know him. So that's what we're going to do for the next uh, 20-odd minutes anyway. So, um, yeah, firstly, Tokano, so welcome. And, uh, yeah, if you wouldn't mind just giving us a little bit of an overview of who you are. Thank you for having me. I am Tukhani Thompson. I was born on the North Shore up in Auckland. Um, Dad brought me home when I was four. Then a couple of years later, we went back up to Auckland where I spent the majority of my adolescent years. Great environment to be in. And then we came home. And that's all she wrote, really. We've been home ever since. So how old were you when you came home to Morrinsville? Seventeen. Ah, still at school. Yes, I spent my last year at Morrinsville College. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I was actually going to say home. So, you know, what do you describe as home for you? It's the home of my people. So, we whakapapa to Ngāti Haua, kaitamata and nukumona are our marae. So, our homestead is smack bang in the middle of those two marae. So, and the Hatahawa. Yep. Good to hear. Good good to have local people involved. And uh, a little bit about your family. So I'm married, have been since 2015. It's also my wife's birthday today. <gasps> oh, wow. Yes. She is the big three zero. So that's a really significant milestone, actually. I remember when I turned the big three zero. Just a couple of years ago, eh, Karen? Yes, like last year? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so happy birthday to Stacey. Yes. All right. Nice. Um, I have three children. Uh, my oldest is nine, turning ten next month. My next is a five-year-old, five-year-old boy. He's, his birthday is on Tuesday. And then my firecracker of a daughter is three. And, yes, she completely changed the dynamic of our family because of her vibrant um, Personality. Her big personality. Yes, I thought I had a big personality. She trumps me. Oh, right. Oh, well. So I was going to say, who does she take after, mum or dad, but maybe a mixture of both? A uh, combination, yes, but not like in the a mix <laughs> of both, the addition of both. Oh, so she's taken the strength or the firecrackerness from each of you? Yes. And, and, just ma- and mixed it all in mixed together? Mixed it into one. Mm. Oh, very good. Sounds like it'd be uh, interesting times uh, in your whānau household. Every day is <laughs> a little different. Um, my son, I'm not sure which version of every day I'm going to get from him. 
he's either the most loving child or the most stubborn. Um, so he's how long's he been at school? He's been at school since August last year. Right. Okay, so he's he's got nearly a year under his belt, or a year under his belt now. Yes, he's actually, school's been good for him. They've given him the tools to manage some of his um, swings, emotional swings. But he, I just, he just hasn't got used to applying them at home, but he's okay. applying them at school, which That's is... That's good. And I understand that he's at school with Nanny Ma, so his grandmother is at the school he goes to? Yes, my mother, but my kids do a good job of not leaning on that resource too oh, often. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, very good. Good to hear. And so now, obviously, you're into week three of uh, your new role as our five, uh, kai whakariti. Um, can I ask the question, um, you know, uh, what is it that you see you're, you doing in your role? It's a basic response. It's, it's serving our people. Um, mm. There's probably opportunity to serve more than just our people, but I think that's where it starts. Um, and that's not me directly doing the mahi. Part of it is actually freeing up um, my colleague slash father um, to achieve some of the things he can achieve by taking yeah. off some of that load. Yeah. Um, he's got some awesome, awesome visions out there for... Some real big picture schemes for our for our people and our communities, and it'd be good if he can start to build on that. But for him to build on that, he needs capacity, and I'm I'm hoping that's what I can deliver. Yeah, so it's a pretty it's a pretty um, unique opportunity, but also a, a bit of a responsibility, really stepping into that space, isn't it? Yes, no, definitely. But I think it's a responsibility that at some stage we all want to take on. We just want to take it at different yeah. different sizes. So. Um, happy to be here to try and take a real big chunk of responsibility on. Yeah, so I'm interested. Um, part of that taking responsibility, you've chosen to leave corporate land, where you've obviously been working for well quite a few years now, eh? You've got under your belt, and you've decided to step into uh, community. It's it's quite a transition. I'm interested in what you know what your thoughts are about what the difference is between leaving corporate and, and coming on over to the bright side. Interestingly <laughs> enough, those things happened in isolation. Okay. So it wasn't that the opportunity to work in community came up and I then chose to leave corporate. The decision to leave corporate happened on its own. Wow. Part of that was throwing my hands up and giving it to um, my tūpuna to, to guide me and, and lead me to yeah. where I end up. So I made a decision to leave leave corporate for whatever reasons and um yeah and then the day after i resigned this opportunity came knocking on the door so uh, my tupin obviously had a plan for me and it ha- they enacted their plan very quickly yeah really quickly actually really quickly so they went obviously they went for a ticky tour through my father's dreams and said there you go your boy's free come bring him along and get back to our people yeah uh, sounds like uh, fate, really, doesn't it? Like, um, I know that uh, we've sort of probably been looking for someone to come into this role for quite some time, uh, but just trying to find the right person for the role. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, uh, how all of a sudden here you are now, uh, having left corporate and come into this role and been in the role for three weeks. So we're really excited to see uh, how you're going to be able to sort of grow and develop um, your people and the communities. Uh, and that's one of the uniqueness um, of this role, I believe, Karen, and keen to get your thoughts about how we've all sort of come from different corporate type of roles 
uh, into where we are now, that we're passionate about helping the people to help themselves or to then help their communities that they're supporting along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I was just reflecting actually the other day. You know when you get a new person into the team, it provides an opportunity to reflect on us all as a collective and as a whole. And I was thinking about what an incredible group of people we have working in the organisation and all the unique and different um, strengths that we bring and how we mobilise those together to create good outcomes. And I think it's, you know, I was also thinking about you have left corporate to come here, but you've already been doing some stuff, haven't you? So your children are quite young and you've got yourself involved in the kōhanga. Um, so you were already drawn, weren't you, to that idea that you had things to contribute. Um, may, maybe skills that you have learnt professionally or whatever it is, but you, something drew you to that, I would imagine. Yeah, I think you look around and you try to determine whether you can add value to these spaces Yeah, and what that value looks like for different groups. So um, with Kohanga, I got pulled on to the exec committee fairly quickly. I think like my third whanau hui got pulled on to there and then by the time the AGM rolled around, I was asked to go for chair. I couldn't make the meeting. My my eldest daughter had camp at Port Waikato. The weather was horrendous. It had just been whacked by the storm, so uh, we couldn't do a lot. But I got the text halfway through the week to say, Ka pai matu, your chair. <laughs> I love the way that happens. So in your absence, someone uh, helpfully put you forward. But that is the way we find ourselves, the different ways we find ourselves in this mahi. And as you are talking, I was thinking about when I came to Community Waikato, so I'm in my 13th year, and um, I was self-employed, so I was working as a kind of a consultant, doing similar work to what we're doing now. And I was happy with my last son, my last child, who is yeah, nearly 12. And I had been travelling overseas and, and to work, and it just didn't work. And it was like suddenly, it's the same as what you're saying, Suddenly this opportunity presented and the CE that we had before Holly, she rang me and said we've had this job going, we haven't filled it, we haven't found the right person, I understand you might be looking for something. So that was how I came to the organisation, it's sort of, yeah, a little bit like what you're saying, it's like those sliding door kind of moments, right, one thing's happening and the other. And same with you Roseanne, you know, you came to us luckily as well. We, we were looking for ages and then suddenly there was Roseanne. Yeah, it's amazing how you do end up in a role, actually. Um, so I was working in the sports sector for the past 20 years, leading up to just over two years ago. And uh, yeah, circumstances changed and time to look for a new role. And uh, I saw the job advertised. And uh, so yeah, a um, couple of weeks later, I'm in the job. So just it was just to be. Yeah, perfect timing for me. Absolutely. Leaving one and moving into the other. Yeah. As you say, like sliding doors. Mm. Even just how I ended up on our, our whānau trust, our Ahufenua trust, they were doing a trip on the farm and I thought it'd be really cool to go have a look at what the farm looks like. I found myself on the trust at the end of the day. <laughs> so what's the moral of the story? You've got to be prepared to throw yourself in there when these opportunities present themselves. Yeah, I think it's good too if... if your trust or the people who are part of your group have a diverse set of skills. Yeah, without a doubt. 
Yeah, interesting. It is indeed. And look, it's probably a really good time now for us to take a little break and listen to a little bit of music. And I'm not sure if it's Karen or Tokanu have uh, chosen Anika Moa and Running Through the Firestorm. So we're going to just listen to that for the next few minutes along the way.
welcome back to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. You've been listening to Anika Moa and Running Through the Firestorm. So this is Roseanne, Karen and Tukanu from Community Waikato here. Just having a bit of a chat this morning. Good opportunity to introduce Tukanu to our listeners, being in the role now a whole three weeks. So Karen, you've got maybe a question or two you might want to ask Tukanu next. It's a little bit of a loaded question, I guess, because three weeks isn't long. But I'm wondering um, what you've noticed. So you've joined the team. We've all been together for quite some time. Um, what have you noticed as you've come into that role that you think might be interesting for us to, to know? I wholeheartedly agree. This is such a loaded question. <laughs> um, and I've been utterly stitched up right now. But... <laughs> If I were to look around, and obviously I'm sitting here to my colleagues and this isn't a greasy moment, it's looking at the dot, we just talked about it in terms of trusts and how trust is set up and it really works really well if there's a diverse set of skills. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm saying there's a diverse set of skills in the group, but there's a diverse set of personalities, which means that yeah. Community Waikato then has the opportunity to you know, put the right fit into, the, into organisations who... I mean, people naturally respond differently to different personalities, and that's Kathy yeah. Pye. That dynamic is really important for, I think, relationship building, and I think that's what this is really what it's about and what we do is about the connecting to people. Oh, t- without a doubt. I think, I think you and I had a conversation, not yesterday, but the day before we were talking about it is really just about relationships, actually, the mahi. It starts there and it ends there. And our ability to connect with people and make really meaningful um, connections, not just at that superficial transactional level, eh, but at that really listening deeply and understanding what the aspirations are for those groups. It's such a privilege to be working in an environment where we are there by invitation. I think that's this has been the how it should have been for a long time in this community space is authentic relationship building. Yeah. And interestingly enough, um, I give credit to my previous workspaces. They were heading towards that direction because being connected to people is probably more important than the bottom line because the bottom line will face positive um, impacts just by building you know, real relationships with people. Yeah, and understanding what they actually need from that relationship, hey, rather than us going in with our agenda, which says, well, you know, I feel very strongly about this, therefore I'm going to go in and and uh, make that happen in this environment. Yeah, so that's definitely my observation. There's a diverse group of personalities, and I think it's an effective tool for what we are wanting yeah. to achieve. Did you find us welcoming? Just out of interest, there's another loaded question. Oh, yes. Um, I, 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 I'm effectively looking at everyone as professional relationship makers. Yeah. Um, I would hope that I could walk in and. I do have to. I do have to um, observe or to comment that I think you've actually improved our singing ability quite significantly <laughs> with your arrival in the team. I thought we sounded quite good the other morning when we were. Um, Having our advisor Hui, and we had Waiata at the beginning. I agree. And we we sounded good. Yes. But we sounded good with your your addition. You definitely bring something to the team, don't you think, Roseanne? Added to the harmony of it. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. More <laughs> That's ways. That's what it is. Yeah. More ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> My Maybe. father obviously brings one male note, but we need. You know, we, we need, need a couple. We need to hit every. We do, and Jason, our colleague Jason, who. Um, 
works in our administration area, he also brings a, a, another masculine note to the to the harmony. He does, he does. We might have to um, yet get teach you to play the guitar, or we might need someone else to be able to learn the guitar. I don't know if my stubby fingers reach around the neck. That, that's going to be my excuse as well. <laughs> yeah, most most definitely indeed. Um, I suppose, what, what are we going to talk about next? We were just, obviously today is just an opportunity just to have a bit of a chat, get to know Takano a little bit more for our listeners uh, and just, you know, have a bit of a chat about what's happening out there at the moment. I do think picking up on that relationship theme, um, it is, it's definitely at the heart of the mahi, um, but I think it's at the heart of community and the community sector. We don't see people coming into our sector because it's a, it's a way to, to accumulate wealth or to um, accumulate tangible things. We see people coming into the community sector because there's a purpose for which they think they can impact positively. So it's nice to see that that's been like a really key observation. Yeah, most definitely. You know, when you sort of talk about what's your why you know, why are you here? Um, why are you working in the community sector? And and I like the term that um, a lot of people are now starting to use around that we call it also the for-purpose sector rather than obviously the opposite of being the, the for-profit sector. Uh, initially, you know, it was sort of, I suppose, internationally known as the not-for-profit sector, but already had a negative connotation there, didn't you? Absolutely. Uh, and that, you know, it's great that actually it's all about purpose. And it's also not true to say that we're not-for-profit. We actually want to create sustainable uh, sustainable structures, and so we need to be concerned about making sure that we can accumulate uh, resource that we can then mobilise to make positive impact in the community. And I think shifting our focus to uh, it is for purpose or common good. And we actually want to be sustainable, strong, uh, viable entities, don't we? Because if we're not, then we're not going to achieve those lofty purposes that we set. Oh, look, it's so true, and that's why, obviously, um, a part of the uh, mahi that we do is around supporting organisations to look at uh, their organisational structures, um, look around the financial viability, yeah. uh, and obviously we've got some really great workshops around at the moment, one around where do you go to find funding and what type of funding is available out there, but also to one of our colleagues, Anne Douglas, does some really great workshops around reading financial statements and having much more of an understanding of that, not just leaving it to that, that one person to do from a governance perspective, you know, whether you're a trustee, whether, you know, you're a board member or a committee member, you know, you're all, all equally responsible for that financial viability of your organisation or group or marae. Interestingly enough, at the moment, I'm, I'm categorising um, the priorities for marae as an overview across not just one marae in particular, but a lot of them. And when we look at the category of putia and economic development, that's what it's about. There's obviously two aspects of it. The first is how do we get funding to achieve our immediate goals, but B, it's about that economic sustainability, whether yeah. that is including marae so that we can reduce the existing yeah. costs for whānau, or is it creating employment so that whānau can, you know, return home to the marae and have somewhere to work. That's the issue that, that marae are facing is that most of them are rural and don't have employment opportunities near them. So 
people don't come home. And staying connected to whānau, and especially if whānau are living offshore. So there's a lot of whānau living in, in Australia, for example, eh? and for some marae, there are very few whānau members that are actually in the country. So they're, they're, quite, um, they're quite specific and unique challenges that are being faced, and there's some incredible and incredibly innovative approaches being developed by marae right across the rohe around how they're dealing with that stuff, eh? Some very, very creative people out there. And the other challenge, I suppose, is that if they do come back is also, you know, um, from a housing perspective as well. And I know there's some really great papakaianga initiatives that are starting to get off the ground. Obviously, there's quite a lot of red tape properties still to go to um, be able to get the resource consent or whatever else is required. But uh, to me, I think it's, it's a great initiative and will hopefully solve some of those issues out there. Definitely in terms of that red tape, and that red tape will create a lot of angst for whānau who are looking at this. They might look at it from the outside, and I think that's a space that we want to take advantage of, or not take advantage of, but be in, so we can totoko these whānau who want to go through with this papakainga. Um, it's just conceptually, it makes so much sense, um, and there are there are some complexities to it, but we're hoping that we can be that. So I think, as, and I think as well as uffying our whānau as they go through it, it's also about the influence that we can have in the roles that we play at Community Waikato in supporting those local authorities who are really starting to think about that stuff. Eh? There's, some of our, our, um, our councils are thinking very uh, broadly, much more broadly than maybe they've thought in the past eh, about how to create the circumstances that will enable that to happen and I think that's a we're in an exciting time in regards to that development and just picking up on that I mean the whole advocacy uh, and I suppose the responsibility we have to be advocating um, for our sector um, is, is an important part of our mahi uh, and I know um, our chief executive Holly it's um, a part that she plays quite a lot uh, especially from a national perspective yeah. and then filtering it down through regional and, and local levels as well so we've got uh, just over a minute to go actually before we finish off this show um, so I'm just thinking of any other last words any last thoughts that either of you two might have before we do wrap up this uh, show well I uh one of the things I'd like to say, a thought, I guess, is I'm absolutely delighted that we're bringing and growing our um, Māori development space and doubling our resource in that space is definitely a step in the other direction, or the right direction, other direction, the right direction. And the other thing is, I think, bringing in people who are younger, and I think that's a really exciting thing to be doing too, is bringing the next generation of people into that community development space. So I'm stoked that you're here to be truthful. So that's my last word. Thanks. Oh, thank you. All right, we've got 30 seconds to go. Takanu, any last-minute thoughts from you? Just that I'm excited to be here and amongst this group, and I'm really excited to get stuck into things. Um, obviously a slow start, lots to... Lots to read, lots to catch up on and understand everything yep. about everyone. But we'll get there once we're there. I'm ready to get rolling. Great, yeah. I'm sure those uh, 
L plates or the trainer wheels will be off very soon and you'll be uh, out there. So, look, hey, look, everyone, uh, this you've been listening to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. You've had Roseanne, Karen, and Tukano in the room. So, thank you very much, everyone, and we will see you again. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.